Welcome back. It's Tap That Easy Podcast, the Arizona Craft Beer Podcast, and I'm your host, Eric Walters. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in. Sorry it's been a minute since the last episode. I've been trying to get this new magazine, the new issue, uh, new issue of A Taste of AZ. That is atasteofaz.com. Look in the menu bar for a free magazine, fill it out, and we'll get you a free magazine every single quarter right to your door, and it's all about Arizona food and beverage. So make sure that you do that. This one's going to be good. This one coming out in the first week in October is we're highlighting some barbecue. We're highlighting some Arizona-made spirits and the best French fries in the world. So you don't want to miss out on that one. Ataste Sign up for our free magazine. Now, this episode, really excited to jump into this one. But first, huge, huge shout out to our brand new sponsor, Mindful Militia. So back in July... I had Josh Archuleta from Mindful Militia. Josh is also the head brewer at Flying Bassett. And Josh and Maria started this organization called Mindful Militia. And their goal is to create apparel with a purpose to spread the word about being a more mindful person uh, while helping uh, helping society break down the stigmas around mental health. Now, to be honest, I've had some struggles with my mental health pretty much my whole life. I grew up in... Still Mill Country, Youngstown, Ohio, and you don't do shit like meditation and yoga and, you know, you suck it up and you live with it. And that's not good. And it really wasn't until three to four years ago when I really started to seek some methods to become more mindful like meditation. And for me, uh, one of the things I hate more than anything is exercise. Uh, (laughs) But I realized how much that positively impacted my mental being, my mental state and and now that it's more consistent, it's it's just something that's really helped me. And it took me a long time to realize that. And it's made a huge impact. So mindfulmilitia.co, go to their website. There's a help and support section that has hotlines and basic info for uh, somebody who's currently seeking help. And there's a page specifically designed for um, veterans as well. So they're going to be adding more to it, uh, whether that's creative content resources, supportive documentation, whatever it is that the goal is to continue to build this uh, resource. Now they've got some really cool merch as well. So if you use the code tap that 15, that gives you 15% off your order. So go check them out. Mindfulmilitia.co. And really this is something that's been being talked about a lot more today. And I, my experience is pretty much in food and beverage, so I see it being talked about a lot in food and beverage. So I, I'm not sure if it is every industry that is is awakening to this, but um, it's great. It, it's great that people are putting a highlight on, on mental health and and reaching out to people that 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 sometimes it just takes just a quick conversation. Sometimes it just grab a beer with somebody and, and you know, you don't even have to get too deep if they don't want to. Sometimes it's just a matter of getting some laughs in and having, you know, enjoying each other's company. So mindfulmilitia.co, make sure you follow them on Instagram at mindfulmilitia. Also really stoked to announce a partnership with Growly Delivers. They are the milkmen or the milk women milk folk of the phoenix craft beer and coffee scene uh they deliver growlers deliver growlers and you kegs uh i'll explain what that is in a second of great beer and coffee right to your door now the you kegs are they keep the the beer coffee i wonder if you can put i'm sure you can put coffee in it as well but it keeps it fresh keeps it cold pressurized it's carbonated uh insulated stainless steel growler it's really cool if you go to growlydelivers.com forward slash tap that easy 
you can start searching for your new favorite beer. Now, they think they might have some left, depending on how quick, how quick you are. But with Simple Machine being one of the breweries on there, you should be able to get the tap that easy. Hazy prickly pear. It's almost gone, but you may still have time on growlydelivers.com forward slash tap that easy. My recommendation right now, besides that tap that easy hazy, is Beyond the Peel. It's a pale ale from Phoenix Beer Co. Love that one. Now, if you use tap that AZ as the code, just one word, tap that AZ, gets you free shipping on your first order. So check it out. All right, let's get rolling into this one. Let's tap into Tap That Downtown. You ready to rock? I am, man. Awesome. Let's man. do this. Well, let's start with a with a cheers, Rashim. Cheers, brother. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. I almost spilled on my my equipment. Yep, it's a long time coming. It is, dude. Thank you so much for having me in here, man. This is uh, every time I come into this place, I, it's like a it's like a new discovery. Mm-hmm. I discover something new. Like right over there, I just looked over at like at the old pieces of wood over the doors and windows. Mm-hmm. This place is beautiful, man. Thank you for that. Thank yeah. you for that. We we, we uh, worked with our uh, architect. And design company to really not mess up what was already going on in here as far yeah. as the, the the look and feel. We just wanted to complement that. So a lot of what you see is um, me just taking a step back and telling them what our vision was. And okay. they came in with different ideas and we yet said yes or no. And yeah. we finally arrived at this um, look and feel. And we're pretty proud of it and yeah. happy with the outcome. You should be, man. You should because when I've been here, I've I've gone outside because the patio is badass too, man. Like we're, we're going to talk about all the the beautiful sections of this place. Thank uh, you. But uh, but this is the first time I've spent an extended period of time in this in the actual. What would you call this front of house area? Front this is house. the front of house lounge area. Um, okay. Most of the action, especially during the summer months, go on right in this area mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the uh, look and feel <laughs> and vibe. Um, I was making reference to the lounge sections up front. Those are hot commodities here for yeah. customers that want to come in with large groups. Um, they can entertain, sit and play games, watch watch a game. Yeah. During the Suns run this um, past year, which was at a great time for everyone involved. But um, yeah. unfortunately, we fell short right at the end. But everyone had a good time with the ride. Uh, we're hoping for another good season so we can kind of yeah. keep that going hell yeah man mm-hmm. i love it i love it well and and you say lounge area uh there are places that have a lounge area quote unquote right uh this is a lounge area dude like this is like a it's it's the one over here like right when you walk in the door to the left uh this looks like a like a cabin you would rent somewhere right like on some beautiful lake or something right <laughs> i i again i can't take a lot of credit the um architect and design company that we use the company's name is form third they're actually in the roosevelt row area oh nice um, they really did a good job of putting all of our ideas together and we were really really happy with how they put this together uh, i don't have um design room and uh, design in my repertoire um, right. my, my wife and my sister-in-law and brother-in-law they have that kind of a um, in their background, but me, I just took a step back and I focused on the beer wall and all the things that go with beer and, yeah, that's um, and the let them do their place. part. That's the heart of this place anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Like the it beer. Is. Right? It is. You didn't open a design company to then decide to have beer. Right. Vice versa. Right, right. <laughs> but no, we're really happy. I think we can uh, meet a lot of different needs with this environment. Um, if you're out on a date night for your significant other and they're not so much involved with beer or even just drinking, there's other things for you to get involved in here as far as the ambiance, the food. And uh, we're really working on creating a good vibe here, which I still feel like we need to get in tune um, to 
um, complement the Roosevelt Row area and give them what they want to hear as far as yeah. music, um, whether it be and whether it be other ideas like uh, we're going to be doing like a live paint session for the next first Fridays. Nice. I mean, and that really goes hand in hand with the Roosevelt Row Art District. Um, yeah. Just just different ideas like that, so that we can really give the patrons what they want to um, be around and yeah, partake well, for, in. Well, when we met at Helton for beer, and we'll get into that that uh, story aspect of it, but. Um, it was that was like your vision your vision was to create something that was uh not only just uh part of the community but uh, also experience right having an experience not just being another here's another this or another that it's sure. like uh you're inspired by things uh which we'll get into as well but uh you're inspired by things but it was to create something that creates experiences for people sure right? i mean alcohol and food sell themselves for the most yeah. part so when you're a business that um you want to provide the good alcohol or beverage or excuse me um food experience um but part of that is just not getting in the way of that and and, and providing a good good um food and beverage but and then cr- creating the experience that goes along with that and yeah. that, i think you're speaking to some of the th- uh, stuff that i was um, we talked about at hilton like um food pairings education things like that instead of just being a chug chug environment that's yeah. not what we're really going for yeah yeah i dig it man i dig it so i i can't remember are you originally from arizona yep born okay. and raised i went to okay. mesa high um okay. i'm a jackrabbit okay <laughs> i lived here my whole life until about five years ago when my wife was um she actually she's she's the uh go-getter in our family she's a ceo <laughs> for the realty association out in uh, ventura california oh, wow. which is why we moved to california about okay. five years ago um yeah, and down, down in California when, is where I had to reinvent myself. Um, when I left Arizona, she basically came to me and said, look, you don't need to go to work anymore. I'm going to be making enough money. Why don't you stay at home, figure out what you want to do, and just take care of our daughter and take care of our home? And I got yeah. to play Mr. Mom for a while there. Gave nice. me a chance to really um, reconnect with my daughter as she was finishing up her high school years. We did uproot her from um, Highland High School out in Gilbert, Right in her freshman year, so she was pretty distraught moving from Arizona to California, and, it, sure. and me staying at home with her and being with her kind of eased that pain, and ah, I'm, nice. I'm very thankful for that time, but once I um, purchased a car for her, for her in her sophomore year, I believe, that was all of the time I had. She, she didn't want anything more to do with me. She okay. had her freedom, and it was okay. out, she was out in Cali. <laughs> she figured out that it was a good place to be sometimes, and yeah. Uh, yeah. then I had to really figure out what I wanted to do with myself, which is why I got into uh, the Cicerone um, program. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so before that though, before it was, uh, cause that, that's one thing we connected on was similar paths, right? Mm-hmm. You know, my wife is, she's the go getter, right? Mm-hmm. She's the one that's like, Hey, uh, you know, you've, you've, you found this thing, right? You found this thing that you, that you love. Yes. Uh, let's, that's, let's do this. You take the plunge. And I've got two daughters that she's like, you get them ready for school, get picked them up. You yeah. know, um, I got to do my thing. You do your thing and uh, we'll make this happen. And, and so we've connected on that, right? Sure. So that's good advice, right? Right, right when my daughters get their license, that's what, so I've got like six years and eight years before that happens. So right. You got, you got a little bit of time. It does start to go speed up as they get older, um, yeah. but you'd have some time to get, get all your um, I's dotted and T's crossed so that you're ready for that moment. Yeah. More than anything, it's going to be hard to let go of them, have them yeah. like, show you that they're independent and want to have their own space and you're going to have to fight with that, you know, and yeah. as far as demons go, but 
It's natural. It's natural. All right, man. Where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? Now, is, this a, is this a session for me now? No, no, no never that. Never that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, but before, before you guys made that move, uh, what path were you, like, what, what, did you have a specific career path that you were on or something that you wanted to, to I was do? a project manager in construction for a while. Okay. Um, I worked for a company out here in uh, Arizona that um, really just, you know, it wasn't my career path, but it was something that I knew I could be the breadwinner of my household with and I just you know put my head down and went to work and I was able to climb that corporate ladder and um, I ended up being a project manager Um, I had I worked specifically with hospitals and I'd had like six or seven hospitals starting with what used to be Good Sam here okay in downtown Phoenix going all the way out to Ironwood out in uh, Queen Creek area okay so um, that kept me busy but when we left Arizona I was pretty beat up as far as the hours that I was pulling sure. and all of the work that I was doing. And I was ready to have more of a home presence with my family. Yeah. Um, and I, I was happy to try to make a change and um, figure out something else to do with myself. And yeah. like I said, it took me a while. Um, I just like I was Mr. Mom for a while there and I was just yeah. figuring out what I wanted to do. And then once my daughter said she, I'm good. I'm good. I really had to figure it out. And that's when I was like, you know what? I like beer enough. Let me figure out if I can find a career path with that. And, ah. um, and I was able to figure it out and go from there. Where did that start? Like, so where, like, had you, so, cause that's a funny thing too, right? Like I've, I've loved food from like, I, like memories of, or stories from when I was a kid. Like my aunt was my daycare, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she tells stories now. She's like, we had to hide the extra gallon of milk outside so you wouldn't drink <laughs> it, right? So I've always been into food and, and drinks and stuff. So, sure. but it took me, you know, 38 years to realize, oh shit, I can make, I can, this, this is my path, This right? could be money making right here, yeah. right? right? So you you were probably all alongside craft beer the whole time, not sure. even with an indication that, is that, like, how did you, how did it start? How did always have been a beer, beer guy. Um, it's funny some some when I tell people my my story and how I uh, became so immersed in the beer scene. It started out when I was really young. Um, my grandma on my mom's side, she's from Louisiana, so she can really cook her you know what off. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of times <laughs> with my mom when she was a single mom when I was younger, um, and she had to drop me off at my grandma's house, and it was always helping her in the kitchen as she cooked and because I was a good helper she had some tall boys whatever was left over yeah. at the end she would push my way I know that's not that's kind of taboo nowadays yeah. but back in the day that was acceptable <laughs> yeah. acceptable for um, a home environment Absolutely, and, uh, yeah she would pass over her cores or whatever tall boy she was drinking at the moment um, it probably was warm but I didn't know any better and I developed a taste for beer as I got older um, you know I was drinking a lot of domestic um, Coors Lights and, Coors Lights yeah. and whatnot, but I, my palate started to change, and I just was looking for some, something different, and I started getting into the craft beer scene. Okay. Um, here or in California? Here okay. first. Okay. W- or, and I will say what I thought was a craft beer scene, and it sure. was yeah. at the time. But, what year about? about? Um, I would say early, late, early 2000s is when I really started changing, okay. my, changing my beer drinking habits, and I was okay. looking for a good craft beer um, or a good diff- a different beer from the domestic, and I, you know, it started out with like Heineken's and yeah. or Amstel Lights or you know Stella Artois, Amberbach, Amberbach. Amberbach. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, any Killians, of those. Yeah, and, and they were those are great beers. Yeah, I can, you know, I can still sure. have those every once in a while. But then from there, you know, it just kind of kept pushing forward, and I'm looking at the local local craft beer scene and the independent craft brewers, and um, it's just a it's an ever-growing scene. It's probably in, in, in different states. It's peaked out, um, but not here in Arizona. 
um, which is why we came back this way because yeah. when I was in California looking to take this idea and do something with it, I knew that I wouldn't have, um, I didn't, there really wasn't room for me to be out there. And so I knew I yeah. needed to come home with this idea and to um, take it where I wanted to take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause in that time, right. Early to mid two thousands, um, I got, I moved out here in 07. Um, and then around that time there was not much, right? no. I think, I think 2011 was, I think that was when mother road opened maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember that being one of the first, like, yes. cause otherwise a lot of what it was, was you would go into a spot, whether, it, you know, unless it was Santana four peaks with sure. this big restaurant, all sure. this. otherwise it was like, you pull into this industrial lot. There was a place, <laughs> there was a place, um, I, I can I can tell the story. I, I know the guys now, and they've they've been closed down for quite a while. But I found this place called Old World Brewery. Like this is like ten years ago, right? Okay. Find it on the map, and I go check it out. Uh, and it's it's up north, actually, where I live now. Right? Okay. So I, I, I go up that way, and I go into this big warehouse kind of area, and there's a tap room, and there's like a TV on, and there's like a pint glass, like you know. Mm-hmm can't find anybody i'm there for 10 minutes yelling like hey i'm here yeah exactly i like i had to want to pour it myself so i just i just left uh and i'd I'd met those guys a year or so later uh but but that's what it was for the most part right is that what you experienced yeah if i was finding a craft a local um craft brewer it was going to be in an industrial uh, area and you almost felt like you were going to somewhere seedy yeah. and then all of a sudden yeah. you had to find this tap room and they were selling their beer that they had been making and uh that was that's what it was in the beginning um when i left for california i felt like it, i felt like it was growing but it wasn't where it is now in arizona now yeah. i came back from california and it's this huge craft beer scene yeah. there's breweries still popping up around us that are brand new literally with an eye shot right right there sure uh greenwood greenwood's right across the street from us um az wilderness is down the street their downtown location safe Pedal- haven's got to be close to right? safe haven's just around the corner off of a third here okay. and they're they're not open yet i'm really looking forward to uh to meeting the owners and seeing that brewery pop up because um yeah. you know it just it just helps business in this area i know pedal house is opening up across the street from Z wilderness of, in over that big here. lot area mm-hmm. oh, so wow. i mean we're gonna have a nice little beer scene downtown Heck and uh, yeah. i'm looking forward to it nice man nice mm-hmm. and when you guys fit right into this we uh, do yeah we do we try to compliment them we don't want to we're not in competition with breweries we want right. to take their beer and give them another outlet to sell their beer and showcase their beer so yeah that's kind of what i tell people when they're like aren't you nervous that there's a bunch of breweries popping up around you i'm like no for them and to my experience whether it be in california or arizona the beer brewers and the beer beer people protect one another they don't yeah. they're not in competition with one another they're right. there to help each other out whether it be with information you know what i mean whether For it be sure. business to business collapse and things like that so i i really appreciate this scene that i'm working in right now yeah that's awesome and, and, and just a little tidbit on that um that's kind of a, a thought that i've had um over the last few years after experiencing a couple of the the bigger beer scenes like you know like denver um or austin texas mm-hmm. is i feel arizona has an opportunity to kind of create its own, um, I guess, kind of culture in a way, right? Because you go to some of those places and there's just, there's a, there's a obvious kind of, I don't know, kind of snobbery with Mm -hmm. it, right? And Mm -hmm. there's like, if you have a question, you you kind of get talked down on. And uh, I I don't feel we have that here. I don't, I think that Arizona has an opportunity to kind of lead the charge on, um, on creating positive, a a positive, um, view of what a what a community can look like right? yeah the craft beer community i so. like that too i like i like what you just said that the positive side of, instead of making it um 
hoity-toity or like yeah. you don't know this information it's, or, and it's a secret club. I, I don't yeah. feel like it should be. I feel no. like we should be educating, which is my whole push here for those that want to come in and really understand what a good beer is and yeah. learn about the different styles and when you should be drinking them and how to pair it with good food. Yeah, that's what I'm about, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, so how did it turn from from just enjoying some beers at home to like when you you thought you were going to take this this step? Is is this what you envisioned from day one? No, it wasn't. I again, I was in California for a while there and I won't say I was floundering, but I had to figure myself out, which is not isn't always an easy task. Sure. Um, yeah. For older individuals that have done this for their whole life or whatever they were doing for a long time and now they got to like change course and do something different I knew I wanted to do something in beer I didn't know how I if, if, right away I was going to the local breweries and trying to get just taproom jobs okay whatever whatever I could do to fill my time yeah and I was able to do that here and there um there's a brewery in Ventura that I'm a club member at called Ventura Coast and they were able to give me a couple shifts here and there and I was able to kind of pick up some more knowledge while I was in school to be a Cicerone they let me do um, um, some of their private events so that I can work with people on a higher level Um, it was a good good experience but I really found my path just and my wife will laugh at me because I, on Sundays, I'm, a, I'm also a sports buff. Okay. And Sundays are for football. <laughs> and because I was in California and I wanted to watch the Cardinals every weekend, I had to go find a local sports bar or place that would show, <sighs> show my game. And I found this place in Ventura that would, had a self-poor environment. And okay. they also were, would have the games on on the weekend. So I would go in there, and it was like a light bulb went off. I'm like, this is my end to the beer community. This is what I need to be doing. Yeah. And it'll give me a chance to really learn more. And then eventually, it, you know, my end goal is to actually be a brewer and open my own brewery one day. Um, and I'm still working towards that goal, but this would give me the opportunity to work in the beer scene, learn as I learn as and learn and grow Um and then eventually reach my goal of being a brewer and, you know, take it to wherever I want to go from there. And yeah. um, I, I knew the owners there. They were great people. Um, and they were open to the idea of me coming in and just being a pirate and sitting yeah. around and taking away, <laughs> taking the things I liked with what they did and the things yeah. I didn't like. And um, here we are today. So inspiration, yeah, man. That's very inspiration, much, right? Very much inspirational. Some might call it pirating, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to say inspiration. Yeah. I like that. So that is still a goal. That, so you still want to go that path of, of having your own brewery, making your own beer? Yes. Um, nice. I, I think like my brother-in-law, who's also my partner in this business, um, um, he he's a doctor and he's looking for something to take a step back and kind of retire with as well. So yeah. that's something that we both talked about. And this is our first step towards that goal. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're making some great co- connections in this community. And is it, uh, not putting you on the spot or anything, but is it the goal to have it here in Arizona? Or, or are you still open to? I'm open. Uh, you know, I would say yes, because I'm an Arizonan. Yeah. And I want to do things in Arizona. But I also have to watch the market. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's saturated, I don't want to be in an area where I can't get mine. Yeah. For, the, yeah. for lack of better, better <laughs> yeah. term. No, so, I mean, I, even if it's in Arizona, it might be up north, down south, wherever I can, where I'm not going to be having to fight for my own you know, piece of the pie. Sure. But um, we do want to do more here in Arizona. By the time we're ready to do that, we don't know where the market is going to be. So we'll just take a look then. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't want to promise too much or say too much right now. Yeah. Um, we want to look at it. In the real in real time and see where we are with uh, where, what's going on around us. But for sure, if if I had to say yes, I would say yes. I want to do stuff, do more in Arizona. Yeah. This is where I grew up, and I know this community better than I know any other place. So yeah, you know, yeah. 
I dig it, man. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I won't hold you to that. Don't worry. No worries. No worries, man. <laughs> Easy answer is yes. <laughs> yes yeah. So, uh, so you decided to take the, this path. Um, when did it start to? When did it start to really get serious? And and you know, things started to happen specifically as this place, this spot, this brand. You know, well, it got um, it got really serious in 2017. Um, I had my sister and brother in law who are our partners. So the partnership consists of myself, my wife, my sister and brother in law. Um, I had them come out. I took them to the um, the self poor environment that I made reference to earlier. Yeah, and I just kind of was had them tour the place, drink some beer, drink some wine. We ate and we sat there for a while and I'm like, what do you guys think? What do you think of this concept? And they were like, yeah. oh, I love it. I love it. I'm like, what do you think about doing it in Arizona? And so you didn't sudden, give them the preface. Of, I did Yeah, yeah, I like that. We always, because we're, so our connection is, is obviously we're family, but that group of, that foursome, and even my other brother and si- brothers and sister-in-laws, we all like to get together. And this is no different from any other family. We get together over a large good meal, a good meal, some drinks, and we have a great time all, all the time. We love our, um, each other's um, company, and we're always together as much as we can be, of, of course. Yeah, um, that's great. So I was able to kind of sway them with you know, business ideas all the time. But this was the one that kind of was like, we all agreed upon. This is how we're going to get our, get our, get our feet, feet wet and, uh, and own our own business. Once I took them to the environment, it was like a light bulb went off for all of us. Yeah. Um, and we started making preparations, um, to, to take, to take our dreams and make it a reality. Um, we found a commercial realtor out this way, which we leaned on my wife for because she used to work in the real. T- well, she still does um, yeah. in California, but she had a, has a lot of ties still here in the Arizona real realtor community. Um, which I might not have said that right. I think they're they're always going back and forth. She's going to fact re- check you. She's going to get me if I said the word realtor. <laughs> this wrong. is going to be the clip I take out and actually put on social media too. Right, uh, Rasheem. Sorry, buddy. But, no, uh, no worries. <laughs> I'm always getting in trouble. It's all good. It's not your fault. But um, she still has a lot of ties here. She reached out to some of the people she um, has worked with and put them to task on finding us a location. We originally started out in Gilbert. Um, most of my family are out in the East Valley, so. I felt like it was a perfect fit, especially for that downtown Gilbert community. Um, our scene, it is growing. Um, but we started out there, and the cost was a little too rich. And our commercial realtor, being that we're new um, business owners, especially in the restaurant industry, wouldn't let us find a location there. He thought it was better that we looked elsewhere because we okay. were new. And okay. luckily, he took us to the downtown area, and we found this location. And... Um, we say this quite often. We, we we feel like it's a blessing that that happened because even though downtown Gilbert would have been great, I mean it's a nice scene. This location is perfect for us. We love the we love the look and feel and vibe of the um, tap room with the older house. It's it's like going to a living your own living room and yeah. hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so everything kind of worked out for the best with our, our location choice. Um, and now we're just sitting here trying to get get this um, area to. Get back to what it was before the pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think all the yeah. other, all the business owners in this area are on the same page. We want this area to get back to its vibrant scene that it was before the pandemic. So yeah, yeah. Um, we feel very confident, confident that it was once uh, everything kind of gets back to normal. And we're, we're right still in the middle of that. And yeah. we're watching the mandates and things like that very closely so that we can be on top of it when, when things change for the better. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and I see that I was here uh, this past Saturday. My friend Stephen, I don't know if you know Wizard of Zah. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stephen's awesome. He had a, a, a little event over at El Bosco. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was there Saturday. And, and it had rained, so it cooled down a little bit. The sun had already started to set, so it was nice, man. Yeah. You could see little, little uh, pieces, you know, little pockets here and there of you seeing people people yeah. coming out and wanting to get even just people going for walks and stuff yeah that's good that's i mean good. that the little rains and monsoon areas are the best of arizona i had yeah. some friends in from out of town and they were begging for some rain and i'm like looks like you're gonna get lucky yeah. today and it turned out to be a nice <laughs> afternoon and yeah. evening for all of that so yeah now nah, we're getting there man we're getting there. we are uh, well, so we got to talk about the name. That's how we got connected, yes. right? We got we, yes. so where so uh, where did that get? Uh, where did that come from? Like as far as conversation wise, and so again, my uh, my ownership group and my family, we get together, we have some drinks, we have a meal, and we kind of just start throwing ideas around. And most of the time, we're just throwing around innuendos or you know, fun little names and yeah. that one just seemed to stick mostly because we have we already have some marketing ideas for shirts based off of our name yeah glassware just different things you can play with that name so many different ways and i feel like we we that's how we arrived with tap that downtown yeah um just because we can play that name so many so many so many different ways and yeah I, even our customers take our name and they play with it when they come in they're like oh yeah i tap that too now yeah. all kinds of little funny in the windows <laughs> yeah. and we like we like that we like to be playful that way so that's kind of how we arrived with the name tap that downtown yeah um we, if we were to franchise and move forward we'd tap that in whatever city you're in whether it be arizona an arizona city or yeah. Colorado, wherever we go, we're going to tap that town and make it yeah. make it our own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. I dig it, man. Mm-hmm. I, I dig it. Well, because I think that that's how. I, I don't know if somebody had tagged me in like something of the new spot opening, and and uh, so I mean immediately we connected with each other, right? Yeah. When we when we were made aware of each other, like let's yeah. let's go have a beer, right? Let's let's. I remember that tag. I remember that post. It was off of um, our coming soon post, I believe. And okay. someone that's a follower of yours was like, "Eric, is this you?" And oh yeah. I, yeah. And you were yeah. like, "Man, I don't. I, I, I didn't know about you. You didn't know about me yet." So that was kind of our introduction to each other. Yeah. And um, I am grateful that we met because we, you and I, have a lot in common, and yeah. we have pretty cool business names. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, well, uh, it never was an issue with me. I don't own yeah. the name tap that and I, I just you know i'm glad to have met good people again the beer yeah. scene is is what it is people work together instead of tearing each other down so. absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and, and honestly one of my my when i first you know obviously when when you see something like that you're like okay you're evaluating you're, mm-hmm. like, you're concerned right you're mm-hmm. so um for me uh it wasn't just i mean like i'm like yeah it's a good name that i came up with and this and that like people are gonna have similar kind of sure. you know uh but i'm like like and even the thought for you, I think we even talked about this, is like, what if the brands are mixed up somehow, right? Sure. What if I'm just some dick, right? <laughs> <laughs> Got this podcast, right? And I'm just an asshole to everybody. And people are like, oh, you're connected to Tap, right? Yeah. And same for, you know, I'm thinking, oh, man, like, what if these guys, you know, what are if jerks. these guys? Yeah. They're, they're yeah. going to ruin my image over here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't have a, a, an image, much of an image anyway. Come on. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then when I met you and we sat down for, you know, a, a couple of beers, and we just got to get to you know know each other. First of all, there was like okay, completely different things. Sure. Beer is that through line, but you know if if 
anything, and this is kind of what we came to the conclusion of, was like, we can help each other. Yeah. Right? And, and dude, if, if people miss, you know, they're like, oh, are you related to the, the Tap That Downtown? I'm like, well, no, not technically, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool to associate with those guys. Sure. You know? I feel guys the same awesome way. Stuff. Yeah. I feel the same way. Um, there's room for both of us to get ours, and mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with people confusing us. I, um, actually, I think you met one of my... Um, employees Jordan, yeah, Jordan recently over at another uh, place that he works and he yeah. um, he by chance you guys started talking about who you are and all of a sudden he the connection was there so yeah I mean you're a great guy you have a good thing going people like what you do and I don't mind being confused with you yeah, I, just, I so. think it's a good good um, confusion for our business that will help help us out more than anything so hey, hey same page Ben so cheers I would say cheers but I already drank all my we'll uh, get you some more no worries Citrana? there's more to be had Citrana Goza is that it Borderlands yeah. Borderlands Citrana Goza that is a good one yeah, well, let's pause that because uh, I need to get more I'm getting parched and this water's not doing it no doubt let's get you right <laughs> All right, so we uh, I got something different this time. Uh, this is a Ren House. It's all music, I think. Is that what it's, it's all called? the music? Yeah, yeah. It's their IPA. Um, we just put it on the wall recently, and I've actually it was the first time I had that beer. When we, once we threw it on the wall, I love it. I like Ren House. They're a really good yeah. brewery. Yeah. Um, I know last year at the Great American, well before last year at the Great American Beer Festival, they did well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, you know, you know, man, I'm. I'm pretty big on paying homage to Arizona breweries, yeah. um, craft craft brewers. Um, I want to give them an outlet, more of an outlet than some of these bigger entities that get it all day, every day. Yeah. You know, I go to a Suns game and I love the Suns, but when I go in there, my beer choices are very, very limited. Yeah. So I'm usually <laughs> drinking a mixed drink or something like that. Okay, Not right. a beer. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so we were we were uh, well. Yeah, Ren House, fantastic. What did, what did you get there? I'm drinking the State 48 um, collab with uh, the Wizard of Saz. It's yeah. his Czech Pilsner that I'm called, and I forget it, the name off the top of my head. Uh, that's not good. But, yes, it's yeah, the yeah, Czech yeah. Pilsner of his, and I believe yeah. it's called the Wizard of Saz. Um, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, a lot of Saz and Zaz and mm-hmm. a lot of Zs and As and that thing, right? <laughs> and he, he has a, quite a following, and everybody uh, really has enjoyed that beer on the wall. It's almost gone right now, so I'm going to have to re-up and get it again, I think, just because that's people awesome. are uh, asking for it so much around here. That's awesome. It is. That's awesome. Steven's a good dude, too. He is. Like, he, he does some really cool stuff. So, uh, well, I mean, And that's one of the things that you and I connected on when we were having beers at Helton was um, is your focus on, on, on Arizona, mm-hmm. right, on – making it uh a big part of your the at least the beer strategy mm-hmm. uh being arizona mm-hmm. right like making is in so far so good man like i see your guys's tap list i'm like this is this is great i would say well we have 35 taps and five of those are devoted to wine so the other 30 are dedicated to our, our craft beer scene and i would say if at any point there's at least half of those uh, taps that are up there just dedicated to arizona beer okay nice. and i try not to do the same beer over and over again. So I try to work through each brewery's tap list. Um, it's challenging at times, um, especially because seasons come in and you, you might have a plan and all of a sudden you have to switch gears because now we're, not, now we're work preparing for Oktoberfest or we're coming yeah. up on another time of year where I need to think differently. So I'm, I might gravitate to that style of beer. And it is what it is. It's, it's very, that's the fun part of my job. I yeah. do that. And I'm always smiling back there, changing kegs or picking out the beer and trying to put together this really eclectic beer list. But yes, we do we do dedicate most of our time and effort to giving the craft beer scene, in particular the Arizona craft beer scene, some uh, um, some love. Yeah. Mm, and 
to all my Arizona brewers that haven't put um, put put um, a beer on my wall, reach out to me because I, I will help. I will work with you. Yeah, <laughs> nice man. Yeah, I dig it. Well, and, and the ones that I see too are not the you know the normal one that you would see from that brewery specifically, right? Like Dillinger. Like I've seen Dillinger's like sour and maybe their IPA, mm-hmm. but I think that's a porter that you have of theirs. Yes. Like uh, was it a Walt? Uh, Walt the Waltoberfest. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had a couple. Love of, Walter Station. Love Walter mm-hmm. Station. Yeah. So. Um, it's cool that you're getting ones like that, uh, the, the smaller ones I saw, Oro, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and not just the smaller ones, but then a little off kilter of what the sp- smaller ones are offering, right? Yeah. Like Jesse might say from Oro, like, dude, I got this really good, you know, brown ale or something like that. I believe right. it's the Sebastian's Porter up there right now. So okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and that's the other thing, man. I'm, you know, even though I went to school for this, I don't know everything. So when I reach out to these other brewers, other Cicerones and whatever stage they're at in their educational um, process, I lean on them for information. I lean on their expertise as well. I don't want to act like I know it all or I'm, you know, this is all about me. Give me what you think would do well right now. Give me what you think is the hottest beer you have right now, and I'll see if I can work it into my mix, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's those type of relationships that help me to look better and help help our business look the way it does. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I dig it, man. Yeah. I, I like that. Because I, I was like, uh, when we met and you told me that, I'm like, all right, we'll see if he lives up to it now. <laughs> yeah, no. And I no, felt I that pressure, too. I mean, even now, I, I see other good our businesses doing, um, our breweries and our tap rooms doing a good job. Angel's Trumpet is right around the cor- corner from us. They're a really cool tap house. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they do a good job of putting a, um, a good beer list on the wall. Their food's pretty good. I, I um, the, the theater over around the corner is bottle and tap room, and they yeah. do a good job of throwing, uh, making sure their beer list is eclectic and ever-changing for their customers. So, I mean, there is pressure to keep up with other tap rooms that are doing well. Yeah. I'm just naming a few of downtown. There's plenty around the valley that do it well, like Sleepy Well and, you know, some of the East Valley um, tap rooms. Yeah. And I just... I do go there to those tap rooms quite frequently just to see what they're up to, see, yeah. what, see what beers they have on their list. And if I can see like three or four of my beers that I have on my, my wall, on their wall, then I know I'm somewhere, I'm doing something good, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we're, oh, so we were talking about, um, you talked about the building. It's like coming from Gilbert to, to here, uh, but this building itself, what, what was this building before so i believe it was abandoned um it was an old house and we actually have had the owners or the renters i'm not sure if they owned or rented um come by after it was done after we finished building it out and they said that their daughter they moved out left it to their daughter and it turned into a shared living environment with okay. a bunch of young younger professionals that didn't could weren't ready to own their own place or and just needed somewhere to stay for their maybe they're in school or just okay. starting out an internship or whatever their whatever their path they were on maybe they were musicians maybe they were painters in the art district they needed yeah. they needed a room or a place to stay that's what i've heard that this was was before they uh, the mother and father actually came in with pictures and showed us the layout uh, like we're sitting in someone's bedroom right now and yeah. that was the front living room and things like that so i i find that fascinating that this people used to live here yeah um and that they still are following what's going on with this place but it was re um repurposed as a commercial area um i believe the city of phoenix uh asked our developer which is uh desert viking to save as many of these buildings on this and uh, that are part of the roosevelt row um or excuse me the blocks of roosevelt row um 
entity here. Okay. And so the first building would be off of Roosevelt is the A building. Okay. And that's the one with Taco Chill, our neighbor's Taco Chill, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. um, Trap House Barbecue, um, okay. True North um, Barbershop. Those are all sitting in that A building. And, that, and he was able to save that. The big metal structure here that looks like an airport hangar, um, he was not able to save the house. It was similar to what we're sitting in now. Okay. And that's considered his BC building. And eventually that's supposed to be something like Churchill. So a shared, okay. a shared environment with more than one business in there, like an open food court area. Okay. And then so we're, we're, the, like we're the D building over here. So okay. uh-huh. <laughs> we're <laughs> down the way. We're just the D building. You've got to make a beer with a brewery called D building. Right? That's a good idea, dude. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why we're sitting here. We need to collaborate on that one. We will get me involved in that one (laughs) for sure, brother. So uh, I I love because it's such a weird. um, I don't know. It's just such a weird vision, like actual visual. Like when you look right, and I can see Lawn Gnome. It's it's this local book publisher right across Mm -hmm, the street in this mm -hmm. old house, and then right behind it, you see. I mean, what are those, 20, 30-story buildings? I'm bad at estimating. But they're huge, huge, brand-new buildings getting built. Um, I don't know. For me, I get a little bit like, oh, man, that sucks. But then it's like that's kind of the, you know, that's the part of growth. Like that's, you you can't, you know. So you can't grow without the actual growth. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we (laughs) want to save as many of the old and um traditional as possible but you definitely have to have that room for growth yeah um i'm i'm somewhere in between yeah i like to see the growth but i agree with you i don't want to see old buildings that have a lot of charm and um history to them history let's keep that as much as possible which is why we did what we did with this place um we would be we would have been an idiot to come in here and tear everything down and take it out you know and start start anew yeah um and i Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say. I mean, the brick. Like this is all the original brick. Original like, brick. Exposed brick. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of. Uh, I won't say random, but there's lots of uh, like uh, wood above the windows that mm-hmm. looks like real. That's old wood. original. No, that's <laughs> right. original wood. And yeah. actually, the ceiling that you see above us, that um, all of that wood was going to be tossed. Oh, really? And then our architect came back and he's like, "You guys are going to have live music in here, correct?" And we, we said, yeah. And event- originally, we were going to have the shiplap going all the way up to the ceiling. He goes, okay. we can't do shiplap all the way up. That's just going to have a, a nasty sound for like live music and whatnot. Of what's, on, what's behind the taps. Or not behind the taps, but that's the shiplap. Yeah, that's so the that white was going to be, oh, and the white over here. So it was all going to be. It was going to go straight up to the ceiling. And that yeah. would have just made this barrier that would have had sound, sorry, bouncing off yeah. all of the walls there. Yeah. And um, he thought better of it and was like let's take this old wood that we were just going to trash and repurpose it and take it off the ceiling inch and inch and a half and create create this better acoustical environment for live music djs whatever you're going to be doing in here yeah um and that's awesome because yeah. it help, does help the mutant mu- the sound in here is great but it also looks it added so much more to our vi- the visual in this room. Oh, it made it pop, sure. um, and we didn't realize that when we when he first started talking about this idea of how it was going to add some more texture and just feel to this room. And uh, we get a lot of compliments just on the ceiling alone. Yeah, um, we have a speaking to the acoustical. We have a really good performer. All of our performers are good. I don't want to alienate anybody, but one of our vocalists her um, her name is Desiree White. She performs in a band called Painted Soul. She has an amazing voice, and she's said quite often that she loves performing here just because of the acoustics. Wow. And, I mean, Heck yeah. it just it, it, it makes me feel good that we've made that choice. 
I can't take credit for it again, but I'm very happy with the outcome. So, Rashim Rashim Austin, a uh, concert promoter as well. <laughs> right, right. Add that hat to my uh, to my to my resume there. Yeah. Well, no, you're right because I looked at it just from a uh, from a visual aspect, the, the ceiling here. Mm-hmm. Just thinking how cool it looks. Like it looks like. I don't know. It, it looks like the hull of a ship, but it also looks like a like a big barn, mm-hmm. right? In a good way, like no, just yeah. that's this style. I love it, man. I, I love love what you guys have done with this place. Sure. I yeah. I mean, I'm very proud of it. Um, we get a lot of compliments on it, and you know, we appreciate all the good feedback, and we just want people to be happy when they come in here. And I'm glad that everyone likes the way it looks and feels. So yeah. Well, I, I think the, the, the tap list helps, and <laughs> you guys have food too, right? We do. We do. We have uh, what, I, what I think is a really good menu here. Um, we, get, we get awesome feedback on that as well. Um, our chef's name is Eric West. He's also our GM now, so um, he, he does a good job. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. He, he does a lot of uh, uh, good work with us. He makes us look good in a lot of, many way, or a lot of ways there, here. So um, the menu that he, put, helped, we, he worked with us to put together um, is what I feel is a good menu that complements beer. That was the whole purpose. People ask us, what's your direction of your menu? And I'm like, beer. <laughs> if you're drinking beer, there's the, the things that you're eating here are going to go well with, the, with that. Or wine, either way. But that was, our, that was our focus when we put together our menu, and it still is okay. when we're building things out. So. The, the part the, is you're, you've got that match, that, once again, experience, mm-hmm. right? Creating an experience for people. Because, mm-hmm. right? I don't know, sometimes people, I think growing up was you just had, you know, a Coors Light with your hot dog. Right? Sure, <laughs> that's what it was. That sure. was pairing beer and wine, or beer and food. But uh, there's so much more to it. There so, is. So that was a big piece of your uh, your joy of craft beer. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I haven't spoke about this yet, but I'm I'm somewhat of a foodie as well. Um, there's people that know more than me in that area, but I tell you this: when I go out to eat, it's about the taste and not so much getting full. And that's kind of what I was saying about beer, either or beer as well. I'm not here to chug and get drunk. I'm here to have a good drink and taste it and really educate myself on what uh, you know what this style of beer is or what this brewer was trying to achieve with their beer um and that's what i push here you know good food good drinks and you know good experiences yeah well with that experience right Mm -hmm. and so the uh when i came my wife and i came um she loved the place, by the way. Like as soon as we walked in, she's like, "This place is That's good beautiful." To hear. Yeah. Uh, so we sat out on the patio, um, and I can't remember exactly where it was in the process, but a girl came up and she was like, "Okay, kind of here's how it works. Uh, do you need a demonstration on you know how to pour the beer?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "No, you know, I was I, I was this. being one of those <laughs> I was being one of those turds, you know." <laughs> I was like, "No," and so we pour. Uh, my wife does perfect, right. and my I just jacked mine up so bad, and it was it was I was. Yeah, it was embarrassing. My guys are going to be mad at me for saying this, but that's usually the case. Um, people come in and they want they. The guys are like, "I've been pouring beer since I was two. <laughs> Get out of my face! I got this. What do I need?" And then the girls are listening, like always. They they want to read the directions. They want to read all the information before they even step, make a move. Yeah. And then they go up and outdo the guys on Perfect the pour. Four. Yeah. And then the guys up there with foam everywhere, and he's looking at me or the staff like, "What the heck's going on here? My wife looks better than me. You guys suck. Turn your gases down." And I'm like. Yeah, we've got all of our stuff to industry standards here. No doubt that there's going to be times where it is on this, the system or the beer might be just pouring foamy. What, yeah. For whatever reason, there's always those type of moments. But um, there's a good way and a bad – there's a right way and a wrong way to pour beer. And yeah. um, there's many ways you can screw up a pour. People need to know that. It's not just on the tilt. 
You know, yeah. there's a different, um, there's different things to look for. Um, but it's not as hard as people make it out, out to be. I also think pouring in front of everybody when you're at that beer wall and there's people sitting behind you watching you kind of yeah. creates a nervous <laughs> moment for some people and they screw sure. it up over and over. But, um, once you get it down, you got it down. And I don't, I don't want to make people feel bad for pouring a foamy beer. When we first opened, I was standing, I was up there quite often, and I had, we do have beer tenders here that are up there to educate and show you how to pour a good beer, help you through that process. But to my point, when we first opened, I was up there a lot, giving away a lot of free pours, trying to get people to really understand how to do it and uh, save their money. Sure. because they're pouring it, that foam down, and they're still paying for they're it. They're still right? paying yeah. for it, and yeah. I feel for them on that. But I would, you know, I also I've gone into many non-self-pour environments and seen beer tenders behind the wall, just with that valve opened up, waiting for that foam to go away, yeah. waiting for that foam to go away. <laughs> and so, foamy beer happens at every spot. The difference is, is yeah. here you're paying for what you pour. We're sympathetic to that. If you have a bad experience, come over and talk to one of the beer tenders. Or the owners, and we're going to work with you on getting you a good beer. We want you to have a good experience. It's not a it's not a contentious moment. We don't want it to be. Yeah. Um, we want you to come in here and have a good time. So any of you out there that have had a bad moment with pouring a beer, come back. Yeah. Come back. We'll make it right for you. We'll get you right. All right. You've already made it up to me yep. you know, for me pouring my own bad beer. <laughs> Dude, every time for you. You're a good guy. No worries. I appreciate it, man. Uh, so... Um, what so you know take me through right i just walk in the door um you're gonna kind of guide me on this beer wall like how how you tell me about this beer wall how do i pour my beer so i'll admit right away i don't have my sales pitch spiel down as well as my staff does because i'm always on them um in our meetings i'm always (laughs) like you got tell me your tell me your um i'm a new customer and i want to know how to do this go and then see how fast they can do it and if it has all the bullet points where people need, but I'm going to give it a shot. All right. So all you right. walk in, you walk in, and you're coming up to the uh, counter here. First off, our host stand is back off of the door, so you're going to come up to our host stand. We're going to get you situated with a key fob in order to do that. Like any environment, we got to check your ID. The ID op- um, gives us access to the beer wall. Um, in order to keep the key fob open, we need to hold a credit card on file, so that's an awkward moment for some people who don't do that but we don't charge your card until the very very end and if there's an issue with their pores or something like that we'll work through those moments we really don't have that too often yeah sometimes people are confused but we get it right so yes you you give us a debit card or a credit card on file we give you your key fob Um, once you get your key fob you're off and running if you need some explanation from there we take you over to the wall we basically tell you that what you match your look the key fobs logo with the logo on the tap tap wall um or the screen monitor screen there once the light bar lights up green you're able to start pouring um each individual tap will have its own pricing because it's based off of the keg and what i paid for the keg yeah so you want to pay attention to that and each key fob is loaded with 32 ounces that's basically two beers okay and that is a checks and balance for us as business owners and our restaurant and bar to keep tabs on everyone and make sure they're not over pouring themselves for those of you that are experts and can drink more than others and have your stuff down, I get that. But there are many of people that are lushes and we need to keep eyes on. So that is sure. why that's there. Yeah. Um, we don't want to overpour someone and have them running around town and hurting themselves or anyone else. And that's, purpose. that's the whole purpose of that. Yeah. But, yes, if you run out of ounces, then we, you would just speak to a beer tender or come back up to the host stand. It takes 
15 to 20 seconds, we get you reloaded with another 32 ounces, and you're off and running. Yeah. Um, there are setups that we can do for party settings for private events. So if you're a private event, maybe you're having a company party and you want to do rounds on you, yeah. we'll set up the administrator of the host or um, of that party with a party fob, which will give them unlimited ounces. Um, that's a little bit more tenuous for us because now we got to keep track of them and who sure. they're pouring for. But it, it there are other moments that we can open up the fobs for but that's basically the gist of it okay um it'll tell you information as you're pouring how many ounces what your, what that cost was um and then it'll also give brief descriptions on each and every um beer and or wine on the wall um nice. gives you okay. the um style what um that maybe some of the ingredients where the ingredients came from really is up to the the brewer and or the you know vineyard that's putting the, their product out on how much information is available. So, okay. That's um, cool, though, because that, that adds another level to it, right? It's not just like a Ren House logo in the name of the beer. Like, you get to learn a little bit about it. And and it's cool to see the logos. Like, there was the, what was it? I don't, I forget, point three nine four. Oh, that's the L. Smith? That's yeah, the yeah. L. Smith Pale L, yeah. Is mm-hmm. that Tony Gwynn? Or what, what is the? I don't know the whole meaning behind that. Okay. It might be a Tony Gwynn situation, because that's a San Diego-based uh, brewery. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that makes sense to me. Uh, three nine four, so. and you you just opened my eyes. That is the, that's probably what it's for. Um, but it's sometimes a good... sometimes there's things that just come out of my brain that I picked up somewhere. <laughs> I'm giving you credit, bro. That sounds right. I'm going to do some homework on that once we're done too, and t- see if that's true. But yeah, that's uh, L Smith from San Diego, um, and yeah, they got their can arts different. Yeah. It's got a yeah. baseball um, logo on there with a point three nine four. Yeah. That's probably his batting average I right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. call. Cheers man. to that, man. Cheers to that. Look at that. It's like Will Will Ferrell on. Uh, I feel like I have those moments every day where I throw out some like phenomenal thing where my wife's like, "Wow!" And then I'm like, "What happened?" I blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't what know happened? What, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> came from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so also uh, another beer that we have to do is called Party Fob. Right. We got to do a Party Fob. Oh beer. man, <laughs> let me write these ideas down. <laughs> what was the first one? Well, Party Fob, and then I can't remember. I already forget the second one. Shoot. Luckily, You're gonna- this is all recorded. Right. You'll be able to edit that and figure out what we said <laughs> well, earlier. I'm actually edit it out so people don't steal the names. Right. Good right? idea. Right. Uh, so, oh, um, Building D. Is yes. Building D? Oh, man. That's building the D. that's a perfect one right building there. Building D. Yeah. We'll do that with somebody around. Maybe. Uh, go I ahead. I got it. I got it. Building D. Right. Mm-hmm. So you are building D, mm-hmm. but you are also building downtown. Oh, wow. Dude. Right there, man. Right there. Tap that, tap that AZ podcast and tap that downtown collabing. Heck yeah, we're gonna have it on tap. I'm ready. I'm yeah, ready. Right we need a brewer to work with. <laughs> yeah, and party we'll find part. one. We, we will, will find one. Yes. Um, so the food. We started talking about it, but I don't think you really got into specifics as someone. What are your? What are some of your like key, like your proudest dishes? Like what do you eat? What do you love? So, and this is kind of my mentality when drinking beer. I'm a light eater because I feel like beer can get heavy. And so when you're looking at some of our dishes, I don't know any of you that have been into my restaurant, um, you notice our plates, our dishware are a lot of, a lot smaller than most restaurants because we don't want our food to get out out, outlandish here. Um, my worst experiences are going to places where I, I'm drinking a beer and I need to eat because I'm catching a buzz. I need yeah. to eat something. I'm getting hungry and, but I'm not starving. I might order a burger and now the burger's as big as my head. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. Or I order a burrito and it's as big as my arm. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm not eating like that. And yeah. I don't think you should when you're drinking beer. You know what I mean? You want the, not only the taste, but the size and the portions to complement what you're doing. There. I haven't found that balance yet, my friend. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, we'll help you out. We'll help you out. That was one of the reasons my wife loved it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think we had the hummus platter when we came. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of things where she's like, "This is because she's used to you know we go to a brewery and I'm like I'm gonna get the Reuben, you know, get right. something healthy, get the pizza, right, right, uh, which is great. I love it, and, and, and there's so many good uh, you know beer places and breweries that have. Uh, great food, but but you're right. Like it can be, you know, a, a shitload of fries. You yep. get you know this big sandwich, and um, so you so took a different approach. I that. did, and yeah. we and we um, right away. I sat with my chef um, Eric, and I was like, "Look, man, we need to take take these ideas and make sure that they're not so much bite sized but just the right portions for what people are here to um, experience." And and I would use myself and I would put myself in these moments quite often. Um, that's how I, we arrived with the look and feel of the front of house. I'm out on a, I'm out with my wife. How long can I have her at a beer environment before she gets bored? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? She's going to be like, I need something to do here. It's yeah. got to be some ambience. It's got to be some food. Is We've there a two beer max otherwise, right? right. Two beer max. Yeah, yeah, she's like, you're done. We're going to a, somewhere where I can get my rocks off now. So, like, that was part of the push. And that, and that led me with the food, too, because, um, of course, we're going to have traditional hamburgers and wings and I'm not gonna lie. The wings here are phenomenal. Um, you see my eyes? Like I was like wings. Like, yeah, oh, we'll man. get you some before you leave today. Yeah, the wings are yeah, fantastic. Um, they're fantastic. <laughs> Eric's does a good job of that. Um, some of my favorite. Speaking to what I um, was um, referencing earlier was the with portions and pair. But I like I like a good cachuterie board. Yeah, I like a good cheese board. Um, the hummus board you spoke of. So I mean, those are nice light foods that pair well with beer and wine. Yeah, um, and you can you you can do that all day long in a beer environment. I'm not a heavy eater during the middle of the day. Even in the morning, I'm most of the time it's a coffee, water, and a banana or a muffin or something light or no food and just some beverage, you know, coffee yeah. and OJ or whatever. And then by the end of the day, I'm eating heavy. So when I'm thinking about this, if I'm doing some day drinking, which is what us old folks do, <laughs> day drinking and naps, <laughs> um, you know, I'm eating like I told you. I'm going to get a salad. I'm going to get um, a cachuterie board or um, the hummus board or a cheese board to go along with what I'm drinking because I might have two or three beers. I don't need that heavy, heavy um, um, food that Reuben. most people. Yep, the, the Reuben's Reuben. a good, good, good food. <laughs> good Reuben. No, good Reuben. As you can tell, I'm craving a Reuben right now. <laughs> we need to get one of those on our menu. That's yeah. a good idea. Um, I'm gonna name drop uh, the Beer Research Institute out in Mesa. They have oh, yeah. a southwestern cheese stick that's fantastic. Ooh. It's really good. I go. They've to, got some phenomenal food. They, they, they do have do. good food. I mean. But they do a good job of doing what I'm telling you, is, which is the, the sandwiches are a good size. Your portions are done well. The food tastes great. It goes well with their beer. All of that is part of the experience, and that's what we try to achieve here. But if I was to drop, you know, our best, our best seller is our hamburger, which is why we just added a second one for um, the season start for um, Sunday Funday and college football. So every weekend you'll be able to get the jalapeno cheddar burger um, along with our house burger for, you know, some, I forget the top price off the top of my head, but those are game day specials there. Um, our wings are phenomenal. I've already na- mentioned that. Um, I like our poutine. Short story on that. I didn't even know what poutine was <laughs> until I met my chef, Eric uh, West. He brought that to the menu, and I'm like, what in the heck is poutine? Everybody, <laughs> every person that's, that's like, even the people that have seen, have, have heard of it, they're like, when they hear it that way, what? Yeah, that makes me think something not good. You know what I mean? But it's very good Dude, meal. It's fantastic. That's one of my favorite dishes. Yeah. yeah. And we do it with braised beef or pork, so you have options for that. Um, but, yeah, man, there's there's plenty of options on our menu. We tried, we also try to bring in some weekly specials. Um, we also have breakfast every weekend. Um, and I did that 
and that normally doesn't go with beer, but I did that because we also have ten, nine to ten TVs in here for the weekend for people that want to come in and watch some games and hang out with their family. That's available, and you know, I just felt why not create a brunch, a breakfast and brunch menu. Um, we do some red beers with our with our breakfast, nice. but the, some of the items on the breakfast menu that we have a rotating um, special waffle every uh, every week. Um, we do some specials every once in a while for breakfast specials. Um, I think right now we're doing the chilaquiles and the um, shoot. I'm sorry, off the top of my head, I'm oh, forgetting. You're good man, dude. Um, you're, you can't remember all that stuff. Man. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I probably need a need an assistant just to get through all the menu. But the point is, go go. What's your website? Um, what is the website? www.tapthatbeer.com. Tapthatbeer.com. It'll have all your menus. Oh, yeah. The menu's on all there. on there, man. Yeah. Like, you and so I don't know if we were recording when we mentioned this, but uh, I met one of your, your kitchen dudes, yeah. Jordan. Jordan. Right? At, so did he, I don't know if he told you exactly how we met. Um, so I'm trying to parallel. So I, I, wanted, I wanted to go to the Wayward. This was after the Wizard of Zaw thing, right? Okay. I, 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 I've done a podcast with, um, with Tyler and uh, Hilda from uh, Wayward. But it was before they opened, like, for the day. Okay. Right? So there's nobody in there. I'm like, I've never been there when they were open. That's kind of the, I would say, I wouldn't say a negative side to what I do, but most of the time I'm not part of the, I don't see the nightlife of places. Right. Because I'm doing stuff during the day like this, right? Right. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and, and tap rooms like that typically are not open um, <clears throat> early in the day. Anyways, long way to say, I'm trying to parallel park. <laughs> and... Uh, I've been in my wife's enclave, and it's a you know it's a bigger car, and I'm trying to parallel park, and the thing's beeping, and I'm like, I know I got room, but you know it keeps beeping, and then I hit the curb, I'm like, all right, screw this, like someone's coming down the sidewalk, I'm embarrassed, and I go to pull away, but it was a nice night, so my window was down, and this dude goes, you got it, man, you got it, don't trust the beep, don't trust the beep, I'll guide you, and he ran back, and he guided me, mm-hmm. and I parked, and we you know bump knocks and appreciate it, man, and he went on his way. And then I saw him then at the crosswalk. Okay. So I'm talking to him, you know, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You know, where are you heading? He's like, all the wayward. I'm like, oh, me too. Mm-hmm. So we sat there for 20 minutes and had a beer. Nice. Um, but, uh, but oh, so anyways, as we're talking, he's like, yeah, I work at uh, Tap That Downtown. And I'm like, I'm doing an episode with Rasheem on Tuesday. Yeah. Like, no, just a small world. Small world. What it a is. good dude. Like, Very good, good guy. Dude. One of our original hires. He yeah. started out as a dishwasher, and now he's one of our cooks on our line. Um, yeah. That's a credit to Eric that he believes in education as far as in this industry if you want it he'll yeah. he'll give it to you you got to be willing to have tough t- uh, thick skin though because he's yeah. he's no pushover in the back of house so you shouldn't be no. like you, you can't be no. right you cannot be like that is uh that's the trenches back there man it right? is like it's a grind all of this is a grind this industry yeah so the yeah. beer side of it i was abreast to but the restaurant side of it is there's a learning curve and i'm still going through it i'm not going to lie to you that's not my forte um it's why i've recently hired some managers to help me out with that in the front of house nice um eric was named as gm because he has a lot of that information as well so we're trying to um really push our front of house to get where we want to be so that customers are always happy when they come in here which is always a challenge sure keeping yeah. everyone happy but um the the restaurant side is it's a difficult task to really cater to everyone's needs and everyone is different so they all want different experiences i can put all beer arizona beer on our wall and then somebody will come in and go why do i want to see arizona beer on the wall because i can get arizona beer from arizona breweries Uh, and then as soon as i do and i go put some more california or colorado or texas beer on my wall what's this guy think he's from (laughs) california come on man and i'm like dude i can't win for trying here yeah and i'm I'm not gonna try anymore i don't think i can just do do what i think is right yeah 
for sure. Yeah. No, that that, that is there's yeah, there's always going to be somebody saying something. Yeah. Right? Always. Uh but uh the I mean through covid unprecedented times with with you know everything everything but uh restaurant industry just you know just everything it was almost like you know you're playing a game of like chess and yeah. someone just goes and hits the table and like, now you got to be like like where was everything still yeah. up in there so now uh you know things are getting a little bit better but we were talking about um i mean the challenges of of running a business like this right now when you know it's hard to find um you know staffing and and so many sure. pieces of the the supply chain and all of this is so how i'm sure that's uh added multiplied the the stress right it's not easy um i don't want to cry about it because i know that i'm not the only one going through it there's yeah. many of restaurants and bars in this area around town and even in state that are still struggling with that as well so um you just are looking for good people that are passionate about what they do. And that's really what I'm looking for when I, when I look, go to hire someone. I'm willing to take a chance on someone that's inexperienced if they have the passion, which yeah. is how I met Jordan. Got Jordan it. had no experience in this industry, but he came in and he wanted to be a cook. And he's like, what's the path do I need to take to be a cook? Yeah. And Eric was like, I'll give him a chance. He's going to start out as a dishwasher, but he's, I'll give him opportunity to learn. And yeah. every step of the way, Jordan has met that challenge. And that's why he's getting promoted and moved up in the back there. So, yeah. I mean, I'm really willing to take chances on people as long as they're willing to give everything they have. That's how I work. Every day I get up with vinegar in my belly. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, take, <laughs> ready to rock. Kick, kick butt and take names. Yeah, man. I, you it was know, that I, late eating the day before, man. Sure. I'm curious of that. <laughs> I'm not heavy-footed. I'm out here moving light-footed, you know. But, no, it's just you want people that are – that are there to work and not going to give you excuses all the time because there's plenty of those. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Your outside influences don't affect your day-to-day grind. You know, we all got, we all have, excuse me, we all have problems at home or issues that we're working through outside of our day-to-day um, work grind. And if you're in a good work environment, that stuff stays at the door. Of course, we care about you outside of work, but sure. that's at the door, when you come into work, this is about our livelihood. And that's what I'm looking for in ind- individuals yeah. that want to come here and make money. And not for me, but for us. We're a team. Yeah. If I'm making money, we're all making money. You know what I'm sure. saying? So that's kind of what I preach here. It's a good team environment. Everyone here um, that's here is on board with that. And we're here to you know, support one another and really all get ours. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, now is best t- the, uh, as good a time as ever to make a change, right? Make a change and to like, take a t- – I mean – you can get your foot in the door in pretty much any industry sure. at this point, right? Sure. Um, and I don't know the way things are growing with food and beverage in Arizona, because um, I, I still think I mean even even with COVID and all this, I was surprised that the number of breweries that closed was very very small, yeah. right? And they were ones that most likely were struggling anyways, uh, and and the ones that I saw close were pretty early into the you know into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think for the most part, I think food and beverage has uh, stepped up to the to the prediction that it was going to be, I don't want to say it's not devastated, but I don't think the prediction of what people said it was going to be is, I think we fought pretty hard to, yeah. to, to keep, because there's a lot of passion in food and beverage. Like people are like you, right? You took this step, uh, not just be like, hmm, what's a, what's the best business opportunity, sure. right? This has got the best margin. Like mm-hmm. obviously you looked at that aspect of it, but you love this. Like you I do. love this, you live this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you get that a lot in, in food and beverage, you know, you do. So it's resilience, you know? I mean, you have people that do it because it's a side job and they have their day to day and this is how they're making extra money. And that's all welcomed as well because people have to make, get theirs. They have to figure out a way to make sure that they're 
meeting all of their uh, monetary needs, but then you have people that are actually in this industry that love what they do. And, I mean, those are the people that I'm really fighting for when I'm opening my doors day to day. My my employees, uh, our employees, um, we care about to make sure that they get they're making enough to support their lifestyle and you know go home to a happy environment so um, we all want the same thing as far as that goes we all want to be able to take care of our responsibilities and um, create the environment that makes us happy at home so yeah that's what I'm you know we all have those needs and I feel like that's what I want to create for my staff and myself as well you know when you know I'm I think being rich is all in the eye of the holder sure. you know what yeah. what's rich to you figure that out and then find the path to get you there you know what I'm saying yeah, so absolutely man that's so what we're doing here. Who who knew that uh, the the irony of choosing to open a restaurant so that you could get more family time? Or not right. Family Seriously, time, right? it's any given Sunday when my family shows up, and all of a sudden we got like three or four tables sit- situated here, and the rest of the restaurants like, who are those guys? And, yeah, you know, um, my uh, my niece, her 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 my my great niece just had, or excuse me, my great nephew just had his first birthday here. Um, her, her other son just had his second birthday party. I mean, we're kid friendly. We want to make sure that people come. I'm a dad. If I wanted to drink a beer back in the day, I had to go to a spot that was catering to kids. We can, there, there was a TV for the, or something to color or something going on. My wife was able to get her rocks off and I could get a couple beers and maybe watch the game or something like that. (laughs) Those were the best days. Those were the best environments for me to be as a dad, as a family man. That's what we try to create for those beer goers that want to come out here, whether they be mom or dad. Um, whomever you are, if you have kids and you want to come out and have a good time on the weekends, have a good meal. Yeah, we'll like make it, it right for you. And and even the like even the games, right? So <laughs> so the games, I, I mean, there's Scrabble, Monopoly, Yahtzee. You got a '90s board game. Sorry, there's all these things. And dude, those are the 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 most uh, well kept um, tap room games I've ever seen. I never want to play taproom games because I feel like if I take the card off the top, the whole thing's going to collapse. You're going to break it or lose something. (laughs) And I'm sure if I went to some of those decks of cards, they might be 51 or 50. I haven't checked them in a while. I might need to do some some inventory. But, um, yeah, again, we we do want to make a comfortable environment. It's it's not unusual to see groups of friends come in here and play uh, what's this one here with the, the block game yeah what is that that's like it looks like a baseball diamond kind of right oh no i was talking about the block game to the right i forget that oh uh, jenga jenga yeah and, yeah and that's more like a yeah shoot i'm forgetting pulling like a, the pieces a, a, out a, an old school arcade game where you the pinball game that's like that oh the baseball thing is yeah yeah it's yeah, like yeah. A pinball game like dude look at that you got a wood that was one made out of one piece of wood too wasn't it yeah <laughs> And we didn't we didn't buy that. That became part of the design. That was part of the design team that did wow, that and brought man. that game in. So that's a cool game. It's a cool little added piece to our to our front of house area. You know, I'm not gonna lie. The one that I brought, I bought the uh, the Uno set. Okay. And I bought the Cards Against Humanity for those that uh, want to be a little yeah. risky. <laughs> you should put like like a total wine where they have like recommended by yeah. right? recommended by Rashim Cards Against <laughs> Cards Against Humanity. That is a good one. It oh, is man. for those even adult nights. Yeah, well, even when you get some people that are like a little more innocent, right? Oh, yeah. They've got to start reading stuff. Like you're just and yeah. their eyes get this big. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> well, you got to. You, you have, have to have a drink and spit it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, dude, like I said, a wonderful place here, man. I, I, I really dig what you guys are doing. Love the spot. Love the just love it all, man. No, I appreciate it, Eric. Yeah. You uh, you do a good job as well, and I I'm, 
was looking forward to this day, and it didn't uh, didn't underwhelm, man. I appreciate the opportunity to be on air with, uh, and share our story with everybody. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, we need to get working on these collaborations. I'm on it, man. Stay tuned for those. I'm with it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank appreciate you, guys. It. Appreciate it.